Welcome back, all you awesome superhero aficionados. This is episode 32 of the Heroes and Mutants podcast. I'm Nick with my co-hosts. Ruben. I forgot my name. I think it's James. Jimmy J. <laughs> Jimmy R. Jimmy. Jimmy R. Okay. And Josh. what's going on, all you guys? How you guys been this week? Doing well, bro. I've been bro. pretty good. Been staying busy. Staying busy? That's always good. And productive. productive. That's right. Oh, hey. It happens when you work with productive culture. Oh. You stay productive? You stay Gotta productive. stay productive. Exactly. Stay productive. <laughs> what about you, Motivation Josh? How you right been, there. man? Good, good. Work just finally Friday. Thank God. Ready for the weekend? Yes. <laughs> awesome, you going to TGIF later? Or? No, you're going straight home after this. Look at this guy. Ready to go take he's a nap. He's going to a home. <laughs> See, you've been so, productive. Oh, all your social media stories, all your workouts, and your... I know. Backflips check, and your... Check it out, Grayson 91 and oh, yeah. check out these guys also. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So there's been a lot of great superhero Hopefully. news. In I don't a know lot if all of, of it's been great, but... Well, interesting. Interesting, interesting we'll say the least. stuff to talk about more, we'll say more or opinions. less. <laughs> okay. So you guys ready to dive into it? Always, baby. Let's do it. Hope yeah. you guys are ready. So let's get going. So I think the most... The most, like... The craziest news and the most interesting news we heard all week was Jamie Foxx has uh, confirmed on his IG that he will reprise his role as Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man yes. movies. He also revealed that it will be a new version of the character saying, I won't be blue. Is this a little bit weird because of the fact it what the movie itself wasn't well critically financially and kind of killed the trilogy that, and the other movies they had planned? Going for is it kind of weird that they're bringing a character in from that franchise? All right, I, I have I have mixed feelings about this. Yeah. Right. So First off, it I does seem it does seem kind of dumb for one thing to bring back Electro. Just forget Jamie Fox for a second. Mm-hmm. Do that villain again when there's so much more. Let's hope they bring Craven back. There's still the rumors that Craven actually might be the major villain in the next one, despite that's that's what we all thought. I mean, that was our, our prediction. So. It's also kind of dumb that I think that they're bringing back that version because that version sucked. Now, having said that, here's where the mixed part comes in. Jamie Foxx is a good actor, mm-hmm. and he could have done better with that character it's under a fault. different director. It's not, yeah, like like Ruben said, I, I agree. It's not his fault. He's an excellent actor. Right. So I, I think he probably wants to redeem himself or try to make up for it or be like, you know, I messed this up once. We didn't do a good job. He wants to prove himself that he could be that character and maybe it meant a lot to him and it didn't go like he like um like he planned i just hope this version is not like that dorky nerdy version and you know what i mean the super obsessed with super spider-man, spider-man and it, all make, pretending like that spider-man point, gets sent him a cake on some <laughs> point dexter who it was i don't know I, it was yeah it was too corny and then yeah. No dubstep this time. He doesn't need to do a dubstep. <laughs> like when he's when he steps out, we don't need to hear a dubstep track. Well, I will drop. counter with, with <laughs> I will counter with Deadpool. I love dubstep. That's why okay. I, I funny how you guys bring that up. See, and Cable and Deadpool. I was watching Deadpool two today earlier in the day, so it's funny how you guys bring that up. The dub, dubstep. He's like one question is dub. Three questions. One is dubstep still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about this move, Ruby? Ah, uh, bro, actually. It, like he said, it's a uh, mixed feelings, but I'm more excited about it because mm-hmm. I remember a couple weeks ago I did have some sort of input where I was like, bro, like, um, where there w- there was a a character right that I least liked in the film because of the way it was portrayed, and I I believe I kind of said Jamie Foxx was in there too, if I'm not mistaken, be- of Electro. I I had to look back on that, but mm-hmm. that's in the, if I didn't say it, I was thinking it. Yeah. And for the reason being, because like I said, I didn't like the portrayal of that. Like they had two villains in that movie. If you mm-hmm. think about it, right? And and like he was saying about Kragen, if they do put him in that same role for this upcoming movie where there's going to be two villains, 
I hope it's going to be a better storyline. But I am excited for it because, like I said, it could have been better mm-hmm. for the one with um, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. right? And like you said, he's going he's gonna to try to redeem himself. Like I said, it wasn't his fault, but he's going to redeem himself. And I hope... It's Tom Holland. He's coming out with Tom Holland. Whoever's writing this is not going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Especially if sure. they mess it up, they're messing up the Spidey storyline as well. I right. think that. Yeah. At least that's my personal right. feeling. Yeah. So I think he should redeem himself. And I'm excited for it for that same reason. Because I think it could have been way better portrayal for Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx in the prior movie. Right. More Django, less nerd this time. Yeah, that too. 60-40. Because they try to make it like an origin yeah. story. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like you were saying, it's not going to be the same storyline like it was in Amazing Spider-Man. And it's for the Sony-verse, right? And it's not for the actual Marvel-verse? Yeah, it's from MCU. Yeah, it's, yeah. The MCU. Oh, it's MCU. Yeah. But then... Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so they still have that partnership, so it's weird. It, it's not... It's not. It's, it's not, the yeah. Sony so, MCU. I guess, I wanna, yeah. I okay. guess I'll include this in too because I did also see um some sort of post or article where they did say... um. Sony does want to keep Spidey in their like storyline some way somehow for that same reason where if they do they're gonna move forward with their own like universe like you're saying their own universe and their own storylines mm-hmm. with and introduce new characters from the Spidey universe you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so, yeah and if they do that with the Marvel universe I think they yeah. do a lot with yeah. that what do you think and Josh? that could work also because you said that they were gonna have the same like portrayal right they're, well they're gonna, they're gonna look different. It's, he just said I won't be blue. I don't know if this is going to be, if they're saying he's going to be playing the same character, like that same, um, what's, what's his, what, what's, uh, the same, is Max, Max well, something? I don't, I don't know. Here, here's the thing. Have you heard, um, some of the rumors about mixing these different, this is why I'm not sure if it's like, I, I hate to say this, but from some of the rumors, I don't know how true this is. I've heard he might end up being that same Electro from that universe. Because what's going on in um Doctor uh the new Doctor Strange movie um in the Multiverse of Madness, of Madness. Yeah. they're going to be having different Spider Mans. We know that Toby Maguire is actually they're they're trying, they're trying to, get to bring him. him they're in. seriously That'd pursuing bringing him back. That'd be awesome. And um since that movie is directed by Sam Raimi, it makes sense that they would revisit the Sam Raimi Spider Man universe. Makes sense. Yeah, kind of connects it. Yeah. So if they're opening up universes like that, and if that's going to be their approach. Who's to say that this isn't the same Electro? Exactly. That's, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I hope that that's not the case. I hope he's yeah. playing, portraying a new uh, version of that character. I wouldn't mind it just for the fact, because if it is, then he's going to be more evolved. Like I said, it was mm-hmm. an origin yeah. story for him. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because they did, they did have him all blue, like an electric eel. You know what I'm saying? And that's how he got his powers when yeah. he fell into that pit yeah. and all that. And so I feel like if it is, they do continue being in the same universe, same Electro, I think he'll be more evolved where he controls his power and he's not always glowing, you know, like electricity or like an eel when he's freaking just well, Electro, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like he's more evolved, if it happens that way, he's more evolved, mm-hmm. he controls his power so he could even look regular or yeah. he has something, you know, to that blend in make, when he to wants. blend in when he wants or if he wants, when he's wants to show that he's electro then he's yeah. electro with his you know with I'd rather see shocker so yeah you know. me too but so, uh, uh, yeah like, that's my feel like I said well, I mean, it, it came as a what Paggio Amati as Rano too like at the ending of yeah. Spider-Man yeah. too like bringing him in yeah, yeah. So like better. I said, the, it, the, it's just weird, especially the timing, considering that it's already been revealed a month ago that um, Michael Keaton was going to reprise his role as Batman. So I just find this timing a little bit weird that this is coming out now. And I think they're trying to one up because yeah. I've noticed that all of the major like big announcements that have been coming out mm-hmm. in co- the comic book movie world have all been DC. 
And that's yeah. different. Yeah. We're actually not used to that. Right. And I think that Marvel being this being like the first year that they don't have a film released in theaters. Right. Like first year time in years that a single superhero movie was not released. So yeah. I wonder if they're trying to get some of the thunder back because they see a little bit of the changing of the tides. Because I mean, tell me not, most of the news we've been discussing lately has been DC because and of all this you know DC because from excitement. fandom all of the stuff and all of the not everything that was revealed. But yeah. I pointed pointed this out. I think because DC is trying to come up. Mm-hmm. On Marvel because Marvel's been doing so well, they mm-hmm. have been doing it perfectly. But it seems like they're trying to get some of the the, the thunder back because all the hype has been going is in the g- other is, direction. I don't yeah. think is there was fun? it a good no. idea that I don't DC think... threw everything out like that instead of like it's not it a bad it's not a bad thing. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just got to follow it up right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if they if they they did this right, they went all out. If they choke on their next couple moves moving forward, that's on them because they went all out. They never put eggs don't never put all your eggs in one basket basically. Yeah. And they, I'm not saying they necessarily did that, but it depends on how they go moving forward. Marvel, they could risk it because they've been so legit. You know what I'm saying? They've Mm -hmm. been so legit. Right. So you might say it's going the other way around, but I don't think so. I think it's just DC trying to up their hand. And if it works, it works. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm not against it. You know what I'm saying? But I I think they have something specific planned, but that only makes sense because of the fact it doesn't really matter if, because like I said, it wasn't his fault that he, for what happened with The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I actually thought he gave a very good performance and Did how you? his character changed. Yeah. I won't say okay. he gave the greatest performance, it's just how okay. his character changed from when, you know, when he was Max and then when he finally had his powers and Maybe his feelings of resentment and jealousy. His I mean, character annoying. Yeah, in that, the beginning he definitely was. It was but once he became Electro and you saw those feelings of resentment and jealousy and the anger really? overtook him, I don't, I don't think it was completely his fault. Um, so it's kind of weird, like, hearing that oh well he's just trying to do it right he's got spawn like why would you in between those characters you have a character who's way better way more awesome but so i don't think it was a matter of oh well, i'm trying to do something right i'm going to try to correct what i did the first time i think they have something specific and they brought him back for a reason because so he's the same one i like i'm not saying i i don't know what they have but i just saying they have something specific plan i don't think it's the matter of oh i want to correct what i did wrong or i didn't do this right the first time i'm gonna make this portrayal better this it's isn't like, a ryan reynolds situation no, no i don't think it's <laughs> no, that i think, I think it's okay. i get what i think since you brought a spawn i think there it's some sort of promotion you're trying to say like, i think it's something to, like they're that. trying to bring his face out into some sort of superhero villain verse before he actually becomes a real freaking superhero. Because it would build up more hype yeah. for Spawn exactly. if he's already established. It, it could be. Yeah. So, yeah, like you say, so people saw him as Electro in the first one, which, which you know, it wasn't the best. So they probably thought, okay, he does have to redeem himself, but they might, they still have those feelings as fans, you know, like, oh, dang, he's going to play Spawn. That's like, damn, if he fails us, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, yeah. that's it. So I think this Spider-Man movie, again, as Electro, it gives him an opportunity to redeem himself. And if he does well, they like just you said, cast Kanye West as Shocker. You're no lying. Way. Yeah. I would believe oh more he be, he was president than Shocker. <laughs> okay. Oh my but, god. So moving on, I think like I just question the move and I it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I think they have something specific planned and there's a reason why they're bringing him back, is what I'm saying. But so going well, on from that, bring a character back from that from that specific yeah, universe. That's why it's just I, I question the move, but it's I'm I don't think the I don't think the MC they're gonna mess it up. Marvel Studios knows what they're doing, and I think it's a matter of there, there's a specific reason why they're bringing him back. Yeah. Yeah. We're in for a surprise. So that's all you. I think. Um, so moving yeah. on from that, despite earlier reports, and we had touched on this before, especially after the failure of the rebooted Doctor Doolittle with RDJ, 
um, that he there there was rumors that he could come back in some capacity. Uh, he said recently on Jason Bateman's podcast that that's all done about his MCU obligations. Is that really the last that we've seen that we've seen of to- of his version of Tony Stark, or do you guys feel we'll see him back in some minor way? I think that he's done, and I think people want to believe he's coming mm-hmm. back, so people keep pushing these rumors mm-hmm. out. But I honestly think he's done. Yeah, same here. I think he's done, done, done. Yeah, as I would say when I'm playing. Um, Warzone. Are you dead, dead? Are you done, done? All right. But I'm um, not. I think he's done, done because for the fact that uh, at least for right now, I'll give him. If it does, it ain't gonna be for years. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'll give him another like ten years. Like a nostalgia years. thing. Yeah. A ten year kind of thing. You know, where everyone remembers the first Iron Man, some mm. sort of backflash, and then he's just older and he makes an appearance where like, oh damn, like where you been all this time, you know? And it's just like, well, you know, like something, you know, something. I don't know, something creative. Yeah, but I mean, the, the only the only thing I could see him come back is if he was some upgraded version of an AI, something yeah. like a, a, a Jarvis or a, um, Friday, something like that is what Tom I could Holland. see him doing. Ooh. Just where because he would only be voicing; he doesn't yeah. have to appear on set. He just can record his lines in a booth yeah. or something. I can see him doing and, something well, like that. And it would Jarvis be a cool. Already, um, yeah, that that minor play would be great. So so it would be kind of interesting because Jarvis was was yeah, an AI and, before, and now he's, yeah. he's and Vision. And then, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Now he's Vision. Like at the end of Endgame, so you have his like yeah. eulogy that he's giving now when he says like "I love you three thousand, You know, maybe so maybe he can be Jarvis. Maybe AI maybe, maybe they could find See? more and more not, recordings and of Tony Stark as that. And you guys are like, proving my point. But then they even just want it to be true. Hey, no! But then they even brought up. I'm just saying this is what I could see. And then the way possibilities that could happen. And then the way they ended the movie though. For Tony's funeral, they even brought back the kid that was supposed to be the, you know, the from the first Iron Man, He's where he went again. The, the third, the third, the third, the third Iron Man. Oh, it was. A, oh yeah, the third Iron Man. Sorry, so it was the third Iron Man, and um, thanks for the correction. You're welcome. It was the third Iron Man, also known as Iron Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. AKA Iron Man Trash. Okay. Yeah. Yes, okay. I said so, it. So I, I feel one. like I want to know what they're gonna do with that move right there, and I feel like that's gonna have a connection to Tony Stark yeah. somehow. And like I say, it might not be recent, but some way somehow he has he's gonna have a connection to him, and in the future, like I said, I feel like that could be something where they could bring him back. Yeah. But like I say, nothing, no time soon. I don't see it in within yeah. the first five ten years. Yeah, I mean, like that's just the only scenario I see him coming back, and that would somewhat be in a minor way. He won't appear physically and money. be a star. He's pretty damn rich and i think yeah. he's getting older i mean he's getting older too i don't think i mean even before when he first started iron man he wasn't like a young man when he, he was like already early 40s he was already yeah robert downey jr has been around for a very yeah, long yeah. time but he had well, considering where his career was yeah. too yeah, at the time it was a gamble to pick him but john oh, for sure um, john Favre. john Favreau just knew that he was right so i really the studio didn't even want him at first uh john Favreau really had to go out on a limb and say this guy is a perfect Tony Stark for my vision, well, and he's the only one I want. So it, yeah, it worked out, obviously, and he's made yeah. a huge comeback, one of the greatest yeah. comebacks yeah. In, in a career, in an acting career. Great comeback, yeah. great redemption. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it was because of the Sherlock Holmes film that he did where he portrayed that role pretty good. And that's where he got noticed. He was clean again. And then, like you said, he's my guy. He'd right been here. in a few movies. And I feel like it was, kiss, it was like kiss, supporting kiss, kiss, role. Bang, bang. Supporting yeah. role. Zodiac. That was his Zodiac. first. Yeah. But that Zodiac was his was next the, first yeah. major film. Like Blockbuster. When so. it came to... um, Yeah, because Zodiac, man, that's a great movie. And <laughs> yeah, cool. but you know, he's always playing, like, for month. years, he was still in movies, but he was, like, playing supporting roles like yeah. that. He wasn't yeah. the lead character in movies yeah, anymore. Exactly. He was still in good movies, but this brought him back as, like, and the star. Yeah. And what yeah. sucked about in his early roles, 
it did have to do with um alcohol related or drug related you know and what yeah. was he in zodiac he was an alcoholic <laughs> and a pill <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> and he was true. popping pills you know so it played the role it was more yeah. natural for him but, but that's what i'm saying sherlock holmes he was clean clean yeah and I, that was the first major but blockbuster. They, I mean, they have a tough one a because it's going to be a long time before they get to revive Iron Man. Because yeah, they can't do time. I, I've said it before on this podcast. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but he's the reason Iron Man is popular. Iron Man was a second string superhero. If even that, he was probably even C-lister. A C-lister before that. <laughs> Strangely enough, that was my one of my dad's favorites. Way back then, I used to be like, Iron Man. Because even then, like when I would play Marvel uh, Alliance, like I never mm-hmm. really, like him, Captain America, Thor, I would never play with them. It was always like Wolverine, Spider-Man, or I'm just more of, the, more of the popular characters, just yeah. because yeah. I didn't, not that I didn't like, it's just That's I didn't know too much about them, so they just weren't <laughs> as cool. But Over the years, the less yeah. popular characters became the more popular ones. Yeah, yeah. that is true. So I think I think if he were to come back, it would probably be somewhere down the line, and, and I don't think he has any need or want to do it right now because nah, the way in a way that it ended, he ended he went out on such a good way and probably one of the best ways that you can go out, and it just doesn't make sense to bring him back. But and, he doesn't uh, want to ruin that exactly yeah. the ending they well, got right. Yeah. Because when you come back, you have that little space for disasters. And uh, so moving Mm -hmm. on from that, actually, uh, it's been announced that a Silk live-action TV series is being developed by Sony Pictures TV. And Phil Lord and Chris Miller are executive producers. They were the guys who obviously directed the uh, Into the Spider-Verse cartoon movie, uh, animated movie that came out in the end of 2018. There's obviously a push for more diversity in comic adaptations. And with the Spider-Verse, there's a ginormous community of diverse heroes. So with that in mind, is that a project you guys see a lot of potential in? I do. I do. Very yeah, much. If definitely. Right. I see a lot yeah. of potential in it, actually. Right. It could go spectacularly wrong, but it has potential to be awesome. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Verse is so big, so much introduction to that. I don't know if Dad's going to be a female character. Yeah. So it's like the women want Female characters. Speak. She's Korean, I think, too. So there's more, there's more of a chance and there's more diversity being brought into it in an organic way and not trying to push it. Exactly. So I definitely think it's that this is very natural. Range. And, it's range. Yeah. and yeah. she's yeah, she's one of the more popular characters that has come out of like that Spider-Verse ones. You think of just all the people who have you see so many silk cosplays now, and I think she's one of those more popular characters that people want to see. And doing it in a live action TV series is is a really yeah. good idea. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm good. excited for it. I'm 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 looking forward I mean, to it. Anything's gonna be good. <laughs> definitely. And if I'm not, so, if I'm thinking, oh, go for it, go for it. No, you go. I was gonna say, if I'm, I'm thinking about it, wasn't the early talks about her coming out with like some sort of um, co-star for like some? It was silver and someone else. Silver what? Silver Surfer? No, there's a, no. there's a silver. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, did I have, we covered I mean, that before? I can't no, remember. No, we but, haven't. We haven't. Oh, we haven't. I I don't believe we have unless we mention because oh, it was gonna be some Spider-Man sort of it was gonna be some sort of right? Spider Man some sort of series it's gonna be some sort of I had to confirm it but you know what just scratch that go go where well, you were gonna say brother I forgot what I was gonna say <laughs> all right well my bad on it's that okay. go for it Nick no it just like it, it's interesting news and I think it's one of the things that they should definitely focus on and really just bring out because it's really a chance for them to be diverse and do a character that hasn't that you know this is gonna be her first live action yeah. appearance so. Doing that too, she's really popular. She's an awesome character. I definitely think it has a lot of potential in that aspect. So, do you see it as a colorful? Would you see it as a colorful live action or more of like a? Ish? I think it has a, the opportunity like, to be. So this is you said the same directors as Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's I mean, how, so do you think they'll try to bring that to life in the live action? I, I they can't really do that because live action is live action, but they might bring like 
maybe the kind of playfulness or like try to push the visuals in a different direction Just than most live action looks. directors. They're, yeah. Hold back. Okay. Yeah. Because I've seen yeah. um, I've seen animated directors transition into live action well, like um. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, I think, was oh, directed. Oh, Brad Bird. Brad Bird, yeah. He directed, um, he directed they're, they're, two of them. He directed Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, he yeah. did Incredibles. He actually yes. voiced Edna Mode, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's possible that you could make a smooth transition from animation well, to television. It's just not uh, a common thing you yeah. hear about. Yeah. Well, what live-action movies have they done besides the two uh, 21 Jump Street movies? Have they done any other live-action? Because they obviously mm-hmm. did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2. Yeah. They did Into the Spider-Verse. No, they're just I would I wouldn't know. Oh, but okay. even then, too, it wasn't like a movie that was very strong visually, or was was supposed to be was yeah. meant to be very visually appealing. So I this that's an interesting thing. I wonder if it. But then again, they are just producers; they're not directing it. They're yeah, not showrunners. They're just ones that are helping it get made. Yeah. Well, more so, they're just helping. They'll it probably get made. have some input yeah. or some say, so but just because of who they are. Them. But I don't yeah. think they're. It's going to yeah. be strictly their their vision. vision. They're just going to yeah. be supporting whoever mm-hmm. has like whoever's vision that is yeah so, so i that, wanted yeah. to say earlier um when i said before i said backtrack um the silver and black it was supposed to make be a movie some action superhero movies gonna be silver sable and black cat but there was some sort of talk but it never happened oh it's interesting so yeah. but then i go so, so we're pretty much on agreement sounds exciting and yeah just wait from we can't yeah. wait to hear more information we about it, to, right? i also we also have to hear more information yeah because yeah. so far this, this is, is pretty bare early. yeah yeah that's exactly. why i was looking up there's it's not really time. yeah i tried to find something and i couldn't but um and um some more interesting what you heard news. It here first some some more more interesting news this is something <laughs> we've been meaning to talk about for a while um, Amber Heard is actually expected to return as Mera for the Aquaman sequel, knowing that she lied and admitting to trying to ruin Johnny Depp's career and all the backlash that he had gotten. And then there was talks of him being, it, this could have been the reason why he's not returning to the next Pirates of the Caribbean. And they were trying to cancel him from the Fantastic Beasts movie. Um, do you guys feel, is it fair for her to return? And do you guys feel this is kind of a double standard considering all that backlash that he had gotten? Um, yeah, it is kind of. The something of a double standard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm one of those people who could separate the person from like it's not gonna kill it. I'm just kind of surprised that they did. It's not like it's like to be clear, it's not something that would deter me or it's not gonna make me look at the performance less. It's just I'm surprised that they're going in that direction, but I guess that's their own personal business. And like, you know, we don't exactly know the extent of what happened. I'm not saying yeah, that we know I for sure. That's but why I don't uh, want to say know, too much we know for I don't sure, know too many of the details. We know for sure the the, the vision she that she was painting, how she was painting, yeah, <laughs> what she was painting originally goes against what we now know. And Johnny yeah. Depp was recording her saying, oh, I'm going to try to ruin your career. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you did this and like no one's going to believe you. So we know that there's an aspect of dishonesty on her part in the matter of it's just a little bit kind of weird to see it and the fact that there was never any aside from I think there was like fan casting to remove her from the role that didn't but you really know what? Care. here's another thing I think this is a controversy that the movie could survive I oh, think replacing will. her is going to call attention to it and there's going to cause like arguments in the fan communities online it's going to spark a big debate about who's right and who's wrong that actually getting rid of her might actually be a doorway to further controversy surrounding the movie uh-huh. if you think about it Yes, and but again, no. no, no, no publicity is bad publicity, right? Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, one mark. <laughs> so that's yeah. why it goes good for Johnny no, Depp too, though. So mm-hmm. hopefully they bring him back for um, Pirates. Well, he's still a good actor. Yeah, so that and that's why I go him. against. Um, I like her as an actor. You know, she yeah. does. She was a great, great marriage. I did really like her yeah, as Mary. Yeah, she she did a great her. portrayal of that. Yeah, she played a badass. 
Mm-hmm. The only thing is, I just feel like you said with everything going on nowadays, you know, when it comes to being political, when it comes to gender, I think she took advantage of her being a woman. And this, and, and the climate. Well, she, she admitted that too. Yeah, she didn't admit it to that extent, but she just said like, Not I'm going to try to do that's what I'm saying, the that's climate of how people feel right now about yeah. those issues. Yeah. Kind of so like I feel exploiting like she, that. I feel like yeah. she took advantage of that and made the guy look like the bad man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where in because most it would be of the stories, even, even then, even I feel like it's crazy. it's a situation where he just couldn't win because there were people saying, oh, well, he did this. But now that it's it's painted a new light and we're seeing you know new information come out and seeing her recordings of her now of, jo- of Johnny Depp recorders saying that what she was re- what she was really intending and that she was going to make him look like the bad guy. Yeah. Now we have people saying, well, why didn't he leave or why didn't he try to defend himself? Like now mm-hmm. people are like even are still they're just making the yeah no matter what more. they're not looking at they're it always and trying saying, to contradict yeah now it's yeah. Because, oh he's the man he's stronger he's bigger he's if more you, powerful why did he why did he allow this abuse to continue. Though. That's what I'm saying. Him being a real man, he just took it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He just took well, it. Well, either way, there was he was never going to win. If he fought back, then it would have like, he oh, would have got arrested for abuse yeah. and actually... The whole and, situation is too complicated. Yeah, that's why it's, it's hard it to really talk about because we don't know the extent of what's... Because he said this, she said that. We have more information that she's I, painting. Yeah. That, that picture she painted is probably not true. And like she could have been... Um, there was also a rumor that she was um uh the bruises that she had took pictures of to say that they she suffered that from him were yeah. well not self-made but that it was a makeup artist doing it and confirming that and well not confirming that but self-made. then so it's yeah. it's just in one of those way, things like it's it's sense. it's hard to really talk about because we don't know the extent of what is true but i feel like it's just weird that she's not there's going to be no punishment for her, even if there if it all came out oh yeah she died completely johnny depp was a victim or i i just feel like it's it's too kind of Controversial. I won't say controversial, but they just want yeah. to continue recording. I think they just want to continue as if nothing yeah, happened. And that's, what makes that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what makes it worse with yeah. everything going on right now. It, well, the thing Why is that she's the one that was throwing all the news, and like you guys said, like Johnny Depp's yeah. not doing anything about it. So it's ending with her, the one being the one that's talking I mean, and, and him just yeah, being the fire. Here's another thing: as far as Johnny Depp, it seems like one cares about everybody's back on his side. That seems to be the consensus, and I think his like he's being offered roles again. So I think as long as it's not affecting his career anymore, I think the studios are gonna overlook to. it. And just yeah, you do have a, go, you definitely yeah. have a point. Yeah. yeah, he's had I don't know. I feel like a lot of pe- in a lot of people's eyes, he's been redeemed. Who thought he was something? And a lot of people changed. I noticed a lot of people changed their minds. Oh yeah, they, they did. Wrong. Exactly. Yeah, but. And moving on from that now, um, something for us to talk about that's very relevant, uh, because season two of The Boys had just dropped, um, I think, a few weeks ago. And um, what makes this different? I thought was the name of this podcast. The Boys? Yeah, The Boys. (laughs) We them boys. No, we're we're, we're Los Chicos. Los Chicos? (laughs) So it's kind of, what what makes this show different from the deconstructing traditional superhero subgenre? And what what do you feel that is appealing to people? Um... I think it's a little, it's kind of like Watchmen, but I think it's appealing mm. to people because it's a little more, um, I, I want to say less, a little less self-serious than Watchmen is. Watchmen kind of has this air of trying to be like Very high literature, yeah. super respectable, where I think The Boys is trying to do the same thing, but it still has a more, I don't know how to put it, like a more down-to-earth feel. I think it's more of a parody. Than Watchmen does, and it's a, a little more humorous. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little less, I guess, lofty or serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, obviously something that doesn't take itself seriously. No, um, which is it, more playful. I'm yeah, the interesting thing is that it, it is kind of like a. It, there's certain aspects of it where it tries to 
mix um parody both dc and marvel so obviously um in the in the iteration of the show they're meant to more parody the justice league but if you see homelander he obviously has powers of superman but he has the look of captain america and also too in the comics his background was is also a combination of superman and captain america where in the public persona he's supposed to be an alien who got dropped off on earth and was raised by people like Mm -hmm. like obviously like superman but in reality he was raised in a lab all his life and Mm -hmm. uh the result of their powers was a drug called compound v so he was essentially like the super zero uh super serum program uh super soldier program so it's kind of interesting (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i actually do like this show and i think um the show does a little bit better of going into those more humanistic traits of what makes them the way that they are because in their reality um superheroes it, they're, um, they're actually owned by a corporation uh vought vought in the show and vought america in the comics so it's a little interesting that um now superheroes are you know a big conglomerate and they pretty much do whatever the the corporation tells them to do because they fund their lifestyle and they're kind of they can't they're 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 immune from all charges like collateral damage they can't get nobody can uh accuse them or charge them with anything so they're um every superhero is selfish they're hedonistic they're egotistical they feel like they're above the law they can do whatever they want but i think the show does a little bit better of showing why these people are the way they are it's like homelander he didn't he was raised in a lab so he didn't grow up like in like you know Clark Kent Superman it's, has those it's very it's a more realistic feel yeah. to what it's like just something, our mentality would be if we were to have those type of powers I think right? it's you sympathize with him on uh, some episodes because you see when he's somebody too you you see him in front of the cameras and he's very like you guys are the real heroes he's very charismatic very charismatic he's yeah. very likable he's very presentable he really shows that he tried that he acts like he cares about people and that he's genuine but as soon as the cameras go off he's just like a completely different person <laughs> i think you you start to sympathize a little bit why he is the way he is because of the fact he didn't he wasn't raised by people he was raised in a lab and didn't really have any human interactions didn't have anybody caring for him the only one who actually cared for him was that doctor and even then he says like i i failed you i wish you were raised in a you are the way you are because of how you're raised and it's that matter of you you sympathize with why he is the way he is he was selfish yeah. egotistical yeah. Because of that way, nobody really cared for him in that way. And you you, you also see him act out. He, um, like in that first season with Elizabeth Shue's character, she's like, they have this pseudo relationship where they're somewhat lovers, but she's very motherly to him. And you see that he kind of needs that. And he's kind of needs to be taking care of her. Like she has that baby and she he's just like, very jealous of the baby. He's like um, very in contempt of the baby. He throws these tantrums. You can tell he's very jealous of it. So like, I think it does a good job more still in the comics of at least showing that humanistic side. So, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to go on that rant. I think that's just something that I found very interesting with that show. But what do you guys think? I mean, I, I like it, but I, I think its popularity is it's a lot more fun than most uh, deconstruction superhero superhero yeah. stories are. It's also a quite a. It's also very violent. Too, very violent. Which I think that's, is, is that's appealing. It, yeah, it's also yeah, how uh, nice. superheroes yeah. would be if they were real. They would be dicks. We we. Well, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they we, made Hancock. That's what I got Will from Smith. it, you know. Yeah, uh, that was, not, we don't talk he, about that. He was a dick, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's realistic. I mean, if people really had superpowers and everything, we can't pretend that all these people would be oh, perfect. No, Some of them would probably saying. be it's like, like it's realistic to show like. I mean, if but it also powers, goes with like with Homelander. It depends on how you're raised too. If you were raised by loving parents who showed affection and warmth and what it means to be human and how you got your and who are compassionate. 
I think Homelander would have turned out differently. And there is that moment in the comics where he cause he does kind of say that. And then obviously it's something that is a main mm-hmm. point in the show. Well, what if he was raised by people who actually cared for him and were loving yeah. and nurturing to him? It, and you can see that hard. that's even as an adult, like he has that relationship with mm-hmm. um with Elizabeth Shue's character. Yeah. So you know he probably would have turned out differently had had he had that, he that, that, that human that, that yeah. human, like if he was in touch with his humanity from a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good show. Maybe. It's a great show. Yeah. Also has realistic moments of, have you seen you know how you mentioned that they can get away with whatever they aren't because they're basically owned? Yeah. yeah. And they're kind of exempt. <laughs> yeah. Like the most messed up scene, like early on, the guy is just with his girlfriend on the sidewalk. He just speeds by and like shatters her into like <laughs> particles basically right in front of his yeah. face. And he's just like, oh, my bad. Like, sorry. Like, oh, oops, oopsie daisy. Like, it's nothing like <laughs> Well, even can- that, like they still, the official story was she was in the middle of the street and A-Train just didn't see her, even though she was like literally one foot off the curb. Mm-hmm. So even then too, it's like they're totally exempt. You can't, it, you can't do anything yeah. about it. Yeah, you uh, can say that, that, sorry. Like you know, I, yeah, I don't want to be like controversial, but it, people have to realize that the idea of superheroes in real life would kind of be like a police force with yeah. superpowers, basically. Yeah. And you yeah. and their powers to get away with their thing. Yeah, you would be able to get away with things and I think think that's the appeal of shows like this yeah is to remind people because superheroes have become such a big mainstay in pop mm. culture that you need to have the stories to balance out all of the heroics they're like hey, hey not yeah. everybody that would be like that would be heroic it could, and right. could be yeah. a bad yeah. thing it and I, that's a perfect thing. example because obviously if, yeah if vigilante you have so much power and you're exempt from doing any wrong you can't be charged with any crime ever True. no matter yeah. no matter how much damage you cause or how yeah. much it was your fault you, you you would kind of take on that. And that's a lot of the same qualities that yeah. these people have. And it's a yeah. good take to a new, like, illusional version of what, like you said, a superhero is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the appeal, really, because you're finally... I think deep down, people ask themselves, well, what if Superman was corrupt? Or what if he did want to take over the world? Or what if he was a selfish, Maybe the greedy? world wouldn't be a better place for superheroes, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's, a, that's a question you really have to ask yourself. So, uh, season two of The Boys has just dropped. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, please make sure to check it out. Yeah. Okay. And there's also some other exciting information or something to really reflect and look back on. This month uh, is actually 20 years, two decades that... Batman Beyond Return of the Joker dropped. Uh, Damn, premiered. Two decades? Yep. It dropped. Years old. It came out on October 31st, actually Halloween 2000. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, looking back, uh, let's, let's just talk about that movie, the impact it had, and where it stands in relation to other animated movies, either as a whole, either from DC or just as a whole in general. It's one of the best. Definitely. It's definitely one of the top five animated Batman movies, yeah. even though yeah. it's a Batman Beyond movie. It's, it's still, to me, that. a Batman movie because it is so connected to the Batman universe. And actually... It all started with Batman. Yeah. yeah my favorite it. um sequence in that movie is actually when they go back in time to when um Bat- when Robin went missing and um oh, yeah. Batman yeah. and Batgirl Man. are looking. And so, they, so chilling. Yeah. And when, see when they reveal him and mm-hmm. he'd say, hello, hello JJ. JJ. Yeah. Oh, my JJ. It's, so uh, see, yeah. seeing that and the whole... And as a fan of the animated series... It, one of the things that sucked about that show ending and then the new Batman Adventures never had a proper conclusion either. Yeah. You don't really know what became of these characters. And I think with Batman um, Beyond Return of the Joker gave closure to a lot of things like that. Yeah. So you know how the Joker died. You know that what happened years later. You got to get to something a little bit darker with how mm-hmm. um, the Joker um, tortured Robin. Well, it was it was a dark movie Tim in Drake, general. Yeah. Looking yeah. back yeah. on it, there's there it was really dark. 
Yeah. Oh, and it was actually heavily censored too because you know, Columbine had just happened not, I think, a few months There's before this. There's two versions so, of yeah. this movie too, most by the of way. The, most of what oh, people yeah, remember yeah, yeah, was yeah. actually the censored version, which is a little weird because I feel like the Joker dies in a more graphic way in the censored version with the electric, with getting shocked, but you don't <laughs> see it. And in the in the in the uncensored version, he actually gets shot with the arrow. I've only seen so, the uncensored version. I've never yeah, seen the censored version. Yeah, it's not too I, it's not too I crazy, know. but it there is a little bit of a difference. I like I have to watch the uncensored version now for, uh, every time. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how you brought up the Joker both. too. Just a quick um fact update. I know for the comics, they're bringing out a new comic. I'm pretty sure it's a comic. We're freaking um, we're freak. <laughs> That's my train of thought. My bad. Where they're gonna bring supposedly Joker's origin story is prior to freaking um Batman, before Batman was made. I don't oh. know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, that sounds. It makes sense, but yeah. All right, go for it. You go ahead but, and move on. No, oh, we're just gonna still talk. Um, yeah, I feel like looking back on it now, it's kind of interesting because I was nine years old when it came out, and there were sequences that, like with Batman, Mass of the Phantasm, there's certain sequences that actually scared me. I look back on now and I'm like, my God, I watched this as a nine-year-old kid because when he, when it's revealed that Tim Drake is a, is a, is like a copy or he implanted his genetic code so that he can turn himself into a, a clone at mm-hmm. will of the Joker, like that sequence when he transforms is honestly one of, one, one of the most frightening things I think a nine-year-old <laughs> can see. So it, and it's interesting because it, it really shows the sep- it really shows the difference of why the what separates the Joker from the rest of the of the Batman rogues and why I mean Bruce never mentioned anything about the Joker and even when he says that he says it wasn't a popularity contest he was a monster and just even if this is a clone Bruce isn't sure if this is a real Joker or a it's clone. still the same personality yeah. so yeah. it amounts to the same yeah. thing even yeah. the even, pers- because the Joker. Is, is dangerous because his personality is so unhinged and like he's willing to do anything or go anywhere. Yeah. He's not dangerous yeah. because he's strong or because he's got superpowers. Mm. He's pers- yeah. So all you need is the personality. Yeah. yeah. And even you though know, it's yeah. the fact of he's not sure if it's a cl- if it's actually mm-hmm. the real Joker or a clone, he does not want Terry to face him no matter what because this is the Joker. He's not like anybody else and not like anybody Terry has ever faced. And that show, even though he kind of does it in a cold way, you can see Bruce did it because he cares about him. Mm-hmm. Even though he does yeah. it in a, in a Bruce way, stupid kid. Like <laughs> it's just pretty funny. And I it's one of my it, favorite parts is when he calls him a stupid, yeah, kid, stupid kid. You don't know what you want. Keeps yeah, wrong. you ever did. <laughs> and it, so Bruce. It, it goes to show too just the difference between Terry and, and Batman. Uh, Terry and Bruce. The fact that even though Terry is Batman, he likes to talk. He tries yeah. to he tries to play those mental games and tries to throw him off off of off of his off of his game. And just the fact he was like he actually kind of got the Joker to become a little bit a little bit stressed. And that was something I don't think Bruce had ever done as Batman. Get him mm-hmm. like that kind of worked up and that kind of angry. Like it's yeah. just, it yeah. was cool to actually see that. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, willing to fight dirty and, and all that. So this is a great movie. And I definitely think it's, it's probably after massive phantasm, probably like my next favorite in, in animation, live action, yeah. Batman movies ever. It's it is, it is just like that, that aged very well. That's true. It definitely Even did. This day. Like mm-hmm. you said, the graphics that it had at that time were like not what you really see now. So it makes it a little bit more special. I also liked um, Mark Hamill's performance in that. I think he did something different. And I'd seen some behind the scenes. In the original, the animated series, he was more um, upbeat. Yeah. And when they were doing this, he was delivering his vocal performances like the old school way. And they're like, no, we want you to do like Joker 2.0, do a little darker. So he turned it more menacing and turned it down. So this is like one of the early examples of Mark Hamill trying out a different Joker, a more sinister one, a more dialed down sociopathic and a little less, slightly less giddy. So if you notice, okay. 
how he portrays him, the the Joker in the future is not quite as giddy as the Batman as the Joker from Batman the animated series. I would think he's more he, he's more sadistic. I think yeah, yeah. he's more sadistic. He's very sadistic. And you could see he took yeah, that and went him to like the Killing Joke animated uh, in the video game. So mm-hmm. I think that was like the beginning of him trying out the the darker Joker. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure was hard for him because yeah. no matter he was he, different. He had playing this character did. for what five six years, however yeah. long it was in that 2000? way. So. About no, I meant years. Can, well, he didn't play all the way through. Eight it years. was however long it, it was, was still but eight, eight years. Yeah, well, however know, long it was. Just well, a matter of many being different told takes when he was really coming up. With the well, ninety one. When did when did Batman? Ninety two. Two thousand. I know, but when did? But he didn't it go premiered, all the way through. It premiered in ninety two, bro. <laughs> I know that, but I'm saying did he didn't play it all the way through? Is what I'm saying. He had what five six seasons. On. It had been eight years. That's all that we need to know. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm talking about yeah. all of no, his years. Overall, no, 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 yeah, overall. yeah. He you probably know, took a few years off. Yeah. What else you got for us, Nick? <laughs> so moving on from that, casting news now. Iman Vellani has been cast as Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, in her own series, but she couldn't make her debut mm. before, as she's probably expected to premiere in the Captain Marvel sequel. How do you guys feel about casting a relative newcomer for this huge role? And it's probably going to be huger. Um, there's going to be it's going to be bigger, and she's going to take on more of a important role in the future. So, how do you guys feel about casting a relative newcomer? Honestly, I'm not. I mean, I'm just happy with other characters that we have right now. I'm, it's not too exciting to be like, oh, you know, like a new introduction to a superhero. It's, I like it's new, so it's something to be excited for. You know, it's something exactly. That we're I'm all going to be waiting for. But to, for me, overall, it's just something that didn't really hit my books. Right super excited for mm-hmm. it's still good news to hear i think for these types of roles it's probably good to cast a fresh person mm-hmm. sometimes somebody they that you don't right have now. any associations with in your head so they could just become that character because you don't have anything to connect them to before that right because you're starting yeah. them off as a character yeah it's growth you only see them as yeah. that character from the beginning what's the same thing they would they do with um what's it brie larson she was a new face to the marvel universe they're doing the same thing with her now. Brie Larson was a little more famous than. But what I'm. Well, but she never had a major role. She never had like major, had major role. The room was like. She, yeah, no, she won an Oscar. She's. Wait, did she win that? Yeah, she won Best Actress. Interesting. For that. That's very interesting. Yeah, she, well, she was already a. But just because yeah, you she, have yeah. just because you have your name for yourself doesn't mean you're gonna play, the part legit. Like blockbuster parts, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So just be, yeah, I'll prosper. That's what I'm saying. I have nothing against that. It just that's where I go when I um counter. I think it's just like a throw on. Yeah, it's just something new, and it's good that they're doing it because with everything going on, you know, they're moving forward with the MCU. You know, Thor. There's the if he's not coming back, but I feel like he may. You know what I'm saying, Chris? I feel like with the uh, younger, I think the thing I noticed, but I think what Marvel tends to do with their younger actors are well the younger characters they feel it feels like they more cast newcomers or people who haven't had much experience um in these roles it's like tom holland he was well he was a newcomer but he wasn't as known he didn't really do anything super big i think he was filming in the heart of the sea at that time there's also a tradition in hollywood for superhero villains if you notice if you go back to like jack nicholson as the joker that the um the major parts for established actors are for the villains and the heroes are usually somebody it's Who's always younger? it seems like it's always been I that way Carrie. they always try to aim for that i think Arnold. toby Maguire, i know he was already around when he did spider-man yeah mm-hmm. but the veteran of that movie is willing to foe so yeah. you could see a kind of pattern same like thing alfred molina alfred and molina uh, all like topher grace topher, you know so experienced and had so much time <laughs> on that 70s show 
Yeah, Definitely. you're looking at the time. But you you got to look at the time it, it was being recorded as well. Though. That's what I'm saying. Time Sorry, just changing. Started doing that. Good time just changed, though. You're, looking, yeah, you're talking yeah. about a different time frame. Mm-hmm. I think, too, it, it does make sense to cast a newcomer just so that they're not known for another thing and they can make this role their own and only be, well, like, kind of have this be their way into it and really grow and establish themselves within this role. It's kind of like what Tom Holland did and now he's breaking off. You know, he was in that movie, the movie with Robert Pattinson. He's doing other things. The devil all the time. Yeah, which is a good movie. Good so movie. I think it, so he's it, acted with two Batmans on screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Well, we he haven't has, seen, we haven't seen. Yeah. That. See, there's another we example. Michael that. Keaton is Another example of an older actor being cast as the as the main villain and then a fresh face for the young for the hero. Yeah, yeah. Continue that that tradition. So, and I think he have another movie, like another block. Uh, he has a video game movie coming out. No, they have like another one. I think the Russo he's a, he's on fire right now. He has oh, a yeah. lot of stuff. He's super busy. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, like I said, it's interesting with that. Um. I think it's it's going to be a good take on the character and Marvel they really don't cast bad actors in the role so I'm definitely yeah. very confident in their decision they must have seen something that really captivated them and intrigued them enough to say okay this girl is right for this role and all all of the younger actors are all knock, knocking out of the park so I think it's going to be good um and with all that being said that's actually all the time we have today this is going to be a shorter episode so um but before you go now you guys all know we here at higher passion entertainment offer you so many different podcasts to get you going but if you ever wondered how we produce these shows so fast and with dope quality we work with our friends at productive culture productive culture offers full-time recording mixing mastering and podcast production if you guys want to get your podcast going hit them up and go to productive culture dot com slash podcast and tell them higher passion entertainment sent you and you guys are going to get a discount on your first episode plus your referral helps us out so don't forget to go to app productive culture.com slash podcast and let them know higher passion entertainment sent you so this is episode right. 32 of the here's a muse podcast make sure to tune in next week and make sure you hit that like subscribe to us on youtube you. tell your friends about us let anybody know who loves superheroes so thank you guys so much and take care Appreciate Appreciate you. You.